Hello and welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's exciting episode where we will be talking all things happiness and motherhood. And today I'm joined by a fellow mom who is a certified life and mindset coach with a master's in school counseling and bachelor in psychology. She works with women who are ready to transform into the happiest version of themselves and teaches them how to get out of their heads and into living the life they were meant for. She's also the co-creator and co-host of the Class Full of Soul podcast, where she gets to share about her love for wine and women empowerment. Please welcome Caitlin Apple. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat with you. It's great to have you here all the way from Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep, far, far away, but close at heart. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am super excited to talk about motherhood and happiness. I think a topic that many of us struggle with in a way at one point in our motherhood journey. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, being a mom to two young kids, I personally realize fairly quickly that being a mom is probably the most amazing and wonderful, yet difficult and frustrating, yes. but also super rewarding thing I will probably ever get to experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have learned more about myself and have grown more in the past seven years since becoming a mom than in the 34 years before that. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens, right? I know, I know. I find that journey absolutely fascinating. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, Um, I would say not. Yeah. And I think that, you know, only once I got pregnant and had my babies, I truly understand what I was actually capable of. Yeah. And, And I'm sure that, you know, you being a mom, can relate to this. So do you mind sharing a little bit, you know, of how has the first year of motherhood been for you? Oh, gosh, Um, that is a loaded question. (laughs) Um, Huck just turned 11 months. So we're just like right about one year in exactly. And I would say like, the most highest of highs and some Mm. of the lowest of lows I've really had. It is, it is definitely like, as you describe, it's something that like, you just, you can't even imagine like the love you're capable of having when you, when you aren't, you know, you Mm. haven't had, even when you're pregnant, it's like, it just like, there's this, like, when you meet your baby, it's just this like different world of love that you just couldn't even dream. So it's like one of the most euphoric, amazing feelings that you just love this little human unconditionally. And then at the same token, you have just like re-blown away your life before and have to kind of start from scratch. And that is jarring and difficult Mm. and just incredibly shocking and surprising and uh, like hard. It's just hard. So I would say it's just like this this (laughs) giant mix of incredible emotions that are almost sometimes indescribable. I agree. I agree. It's it's kind of a, you know, a roller coaster really. Yes, very um, much so. 
And I think that, you know, going through my own experience as well as talking to, you know, other mom and uh, moms and clients, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we become moms, whether it's, you know, body wise or wanting to have it all, you know, in terms of like career and social life and the perfect home, the perfect body and so on. Or just, you know, maybe in a way having the pressure of having to portray the perfect life. Mm hmm. And I personally think that, you know, we are making it so much harder on ourselves than it really should be. What is your, you know, opinion on on that? Or how do you see that? Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, part of the difficulty in adjusting to your your new life as a mom is, like, all the outside noise around you Mm -hmm. and just kind of learning how to separate like your intuitive mama self, your intuition and how you and this baby connect and bond and grow together and separating that from that, all the judgment and the advice you get and Mm. all the outside opinions that come just like barreling in and you're like, what am I like, Mm. how am I possibly supposed to keep up with all of this? And, And I think it's even like worse nowadays. It's like the internet and, you know, like I think our moms and moms before them, it's like they didn't have all this information kind of coming at them 24-7. You know, maybe they had their mom and a grandma like stepping in and giving opinions, but like they kind of just had to figure crap out on their own. And so it's like we we live in a, a world now where it's like not only do we have outside opinions, but like they just are nonstop. And so it's a real it's a harder thing to kind of step into the role that you are supposed to be as a mom rather than I agree. That what everyone is making you I agree and want and to be or become yeah and I also think there is also a lot of judgment in terms of you know staying home mom going back oh, yeah. to work too quickly not going back to work quickly enough it's like everybody has an opinion and you know, and yeah. everybody everybody has this um, urge to share their opinion, you know, of what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong or, or mostly it's yeah. what you're doing wrong or what you should be doing. And, well, and the uh, sad part is I feel like it's moms against moms so much of the time. And I, I just agree. I just think it, it should be the exact opposite. Like who needs support more than moms and who is better to get support from than other exactly. moms? Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree. And and I think I find it so sad that, um, you know, we have it, many times, like I like to keep it real. And, and, you know, if I'm frustrated or if I'm going through a frustrated day or frustrated week, um, I mean, you know, kids go through all kinds of phases and, and mm-hmm. we learn with them as we go. You know, yeah. I, as I said, I've, I've probably learned more, not probably, but I definitely have learned more in the seven years that I've been mom than the, you know, all the years before that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for me, each day is also a new experience and so on. And I find it so sad that, you know, we have to pretend, really pretend in a way that we have it all together and we are having this, you know, wonderful, happy life um, in front of other moms. Like I've witnessed that so, so much, you know, I've witnessed that whether it's a playground, doesn't matter whether it's like a party or whatever Mm -hmm. that might be. And I just find that so, so sad because, you know, I think that only a mom can truly understand you. 
only mm-hmm. a mom can truly understand what you're going through and you know the 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 feelings that you're feeling whether they're you know super positive and and euphoric or whether they're you know super negative and totally frustrated but i think this is like i don't know i find it very in a way disturbing and sad really yeah and i i i often feel like like we end up struggling so much because we internalize it all it's like we forget that the best thing we can possibly do is talk to one another and Mm. just be open and honest and and on top of that be receptive of other moms and how they're doing it too I think that's like the hardest things we all think we're doing it the right way and it's like Mm. no like there is no right way to be a mom and Mm. your child was made for you your you're the mother meant for your baby and you're doing it the right way that you know how and mm-hmm. and you're doing it the way that feels right for you and feels good for your baby and other moms are doing that too but it doesn't have to look the same and I, so I think it's like it's like one of those things that it's like we do this to ourselves and mm. And then we feel like we can't talk about it when things are, are like you said, that perfection image. Like we can't talk about it when we're down or we're going through postpartum depression or we're having a really tough day with our toddler tantrums or whatever it may be. Like women feel like they can't be open and honest about that because, God forbid, you you look like you're not a good mom, you know, exactly. and it's like then the, all the mom guilt and this like pressure to like. But in, the, in in reality, the more you talk about it and the more open and the more you share about it, probably the better mom you are because you're getting all that out. You're releasing it somewhere and then you're going back like fresh start with your baby. And they feel that they feel when you're tense, they feel when you're stressed, but they also feel like when you're like at ease in, That's you know, true. your happiest. So but do you think that maybe this is part of why we as moms struggle really to find, in a way, happiness, just because we're letting all that noise, you know, from outside? Yeah. Or do you and think I, do you think that it's because, you know, maybe when we become moms, we feel like we cannot really pursue our dreams and goals? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Like, I think it's like one of those one of those it's the idea that um, we were just talking about this when we were recording our podcast for mm-hmm. um, mamas. And it's like this idea that you have to sacrifice everything in order to be a good mom. And that's mm-hmm. just, I don't, I truly don't believe that. And I mm-hmm. truly believe like when you're your happiest and healthiest self, it radiates out of you and your children are looking at that and feeling that and connecting to that and then it gives them the permission to be that too and Mm -hmm. when we're not and we're not operating at um a frequency that you know is our highest self Mm -hmm. they notice that and feel that and don't and you know it's like we're we're teaching them that that's not okay whereas it's Mm. like you know what I mean like whereas it's like life is is ebbs and flows and we have to show them that number one we it's okay to be emotional and cry and have a down day and then like we pick ourselves up and then Mm. it's okay to be your happiest and work on you and take time for you and be be present with yourself and you know you it, it that goes for having little boys, little girls, like it doesn't matter. Like the mom's like the center of the family. And so mm-hmm. it's like, 
the the babies are looking to their mamas to kind of show them that this is like this is life and it ebbs and flows but that that we're giving them permission to Mm. feel all the feels and grow as people and humans and that it doesn't have to be sacrifice and unhappiness to have all the things that you want. I agree. And you know, it's it's funny. I was I was recording another episode of the of the podcast talking about this exact same I mean I mean this very thing mm-hmm. that you know we as moms it's so crucial and important to have and to take each day this me time, you know, self-care. Mm-hmm. Um and and this is you know part of me or part of it is I do it really for myself because I know that I'm, you know, a better mom and and a better wife and a better person altogether. But I also do it just to show my kids that it's important to prioritize Mm -hmm. yourself. It's important. And, you know, I want to inspire them. Yeah. And and it's funny. I actually had a conversation with my son like a few weeks ago and he came to me and he's like, oh, mom, what, what should I be when I grow up? And I said, well, you know, this, you have, you know, this is up to you. And then he's like, yeah, but what do you think? And I said, well, you know, you have to decide. I I want you to be happy and I want you to find what truly, you know, what makes you just shine in the morning when you wake up, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever that might be. And I said, you're dead and I were here to support you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then he's like, okay, tell me, you know, start telling me, you know, some stuff I can do. So, you know, I started listing all these things and all of a sudden I said, you know, designer. And I said, well, what is, he's like, what is this? And then, you know, I told him and then I could see in his eyes, they just started mm-hmm. sparkling, you know, and he got yeah. so excited. And then he's like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. So I found that conversation very, very interesting. You know, and, and oh my I think, gosh, yeah. I know. And and I think that, you know, we also show them that they should go after their dreams mm-hmm. and after their goals or whatever their passion might be when mm-hmm. we basically live as we preach. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And and, and if you're not practicing what you're preaching, your kids mm-hmm. will know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. will know because they see so much more than what you say. Absolutely. And and I truly believe that, like, the connection that you have to your children is so much more energetic and really based. You're connected in a different way. And, mm. you know, just not just through your bodies, but your souls. And we all came into this world and chose this world this lifetime together and it's uh, that energy is is projecting back and forth between the two of you so or three of you or you know a family unit Mm -hmm. and if your energy is off or your energy is low it's all it's all rippling out of you and connecting to your children in in way and that's not to say that you're not allowed to feel the feelings that you're feeling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's good. It's wonderful to show an array of emotions to emotions to your child. But it's it's also it is so important that we are taking care of ourselves because mm-hmm. and I also think I also think I, I, I truly believe that when we show them that they will take it in and they're learning that as they go. But it's also like not selfish to just want to take care of you once in a while too like it's like take your you know take your children out of the equation for one second it's like you are a being your soul matters Mm. you matter and 
Like how you feel every day matters. So it's a double whammy if you're taking care of yourself and, Mm. and being happy. It's like, yes, you get to live a fulfilled, happy life. And you're showing your children that it's a good thing to do that too. It's like win, win. (laughs) Exactly. Now, you know, when my son, I, I left my, my corporate job when, when our son was born Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, you know, speaking about, you know, everybody sharing their opinion, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people couldn't understand why I would leave such a great job. But, you know, the truth is that at this particular point in my life, my priority was and still is, you know, my kids. And but at the time, I remember I felt so pressured from many different sides. But I also what I find very fascinating is that throughout that process, I discovered that when I stay true to what is important to me uh, and I kind of, you know, shut that noise out, I was mm-hmm. also able to not only find true happiness, but also to find myself, you know, so to speak. Yes. I know you left your job after you your son was born. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe share a little bit more of what was your experience, you know, like for you and, and kind of what pushed you in that direction to decide to leave your job? So I would say, like, the bottom line was I was extremely unhappy at that job. And my son just happened to be the catalyst for having Mm. a quote-unquote reason to, you know, leave. But it would have happened Sometimes sometimes I think we just need a little kick. (laughs) Yes, he was my kick, and for sure. And I, and I, I... The year I, before I had him, um, you know, most of it I, I spent pregnant, obviously. And every day going that job was causing me an extreme amount of, like, chaos within me. Mm. And I just started to, like, feel like I was losing myself. I, ha- I was having panic attacks at work that I had never, like, really experienced before. I was, And I was pregnant going, on, like, through all of it. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, every little thing you do, you're like, oh, my God, I'm affecting, mm-hmm. you know, this little baby inside me, too, when I'm feeling these things. And so it was so clear to me that this was not my calling and it was not where I was meant to be, like, every day prior to having Huck. And then when Huck came about, it was like, oh, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's, and it's funny, like, people are like, aren't you bored? Aren't you, like, uh, don't you, like, need to get out of the house more? And I'm like, I'm such a homebody. Like, mm. I mean, I get su- I get Huck out of the house because he loves to be outside and out and right. about and with people. And he's very social. And I am happier than I've ever been. And I, you know, granted, I have all these side hustles going on. So I'm certainly not bored or yes, <laughs> without exactly. a profession. But it, but oh my gosh, it doesn't feel like work any second, no matter what I'm working at now. It's mm. like, it just feels like what I'm supposed to be doing. And but this just is probably like because you're, yeah, this is probably because you're so passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I needed to go through all these things. And I think that's why um, some people think like, you're just supposed to like, you know, whatever, you're 18, you're supposed to decide your major in college or whatever Mm, and take mm. your job and you're supposed to know, like, you don't know anything at that point in your life. At least I didn't. And so it's like, you need to go through all these crazy times and jobs you hate and, Mm. and to really kind of hone in on, on number one, 
what you really want to do with your life, but Mm. also like what you can stand doing with your life, but also more than that, like what you truly, truly like feels good in your soul to be doing. I think that, you know, with each experience, whether it's a negative or a positive, I think we have this amazing opportunity to learn, to learn, you know, not only from the experience, but also to learn about ourselves, to learn about what we want, what we don't want, you know, what we want to put up with, what it's absolutely unacceptable. Oh, yeah, you yeah know, that's so, the thing. I was going to finish off with, and to find yourself. Cause, like, oh, it's there you not go. Meant, yes. <laughs> I was like, I knew there was, like, an end to that. Um, but, yeah, like, to truly to know you on a deeper mm. level and learn to accept who you are in a in a loving and caring way and and grow your passion from that and mm. you can't just do that when you're like walking through the motions of life and just going along with whatever society says you're supposed to be doing or you know like here in America it's like work until you're dead pretty much it's like exactly. well <laughs> you know, I, think, it's like, I think meanwhile that's that's everywhere <laughs> that's kind of yeah everywhere yeah absolutely and mm-hmm. so it was an easy out for mm. me and you know I haven't regretted it one second not one second yeah, no, it's it's the same for me. I have not regretted it for one second. I mean, I've, you know, I've worked on, on my passion, organizing events. This is truly a passion of mine. And also, um, you know, the other one is really helping other moms make their own health a priority. Yeah. And, and, and that has been really the most amazing experience ever. Yeah. And I think that as women, in general, we kind of live our lives trying to meet, you know, the different expectations, as we already said, that everyone around us has, without really questioning, or a lot of the time questioning whether it makes us happy or not. And with your business, you're coaching women how to find happiness, among Mm -hmm. other things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So given your experience, where do we even begin on that journey of finding happiness? Because, you know, I I think it's not easy and it's not, I think if you're not probably taking the time to really get to know yourself, you're just going to kind of going to go through life, you know, through the motion of life without really living it. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So I think like one of the biggest starting points for me and the way I like to approach things with clients is to kind of reframe what you truly think about happiness because we often think that it's like, like you said, like the quote finding happiness or Mm -hmm. um, it's like a end goal or like the result of something. Or if I do this, this and this in life, Mm -hmm. I will find my happiness. And it's like, it doesn't actually work like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I've done a lot of research and a lot of reading and studying on like happiness. But I also just like feel this in my bones that happiness Mm. is a practice and it's gotta be now (laughs) Mm. it's gotta be your present day and I know that it's not like this simple thing of snap your fingers go I'm happy I know it doesn't work like that but at the same time you've got to build into your day habits Mm. that cultivate a fulfilling life for you and my happiness and my fulfilling life and my habits are going to look totally different than yours. And then mm. it's going to be totally different than the next person and my neighbors and my cousins. Mm-hmm. Like, 
not everyone's happiness is like the same, but it's also like, it's, it's something that we have to like, I always associate it with like physical fitness. So like happiness is a muscle. Mm. It's a practice, but it's a muscle. And so if you think of it that way, it's like a good analogy of, okay, when I first start working out and I haven't worked out in years, it's ridiculously hard (laughs) and I wear out quick and I'm out of breath and I want to give up instantly. And, you know, then you, you push past it somehow. Like you get the, the willpower in you to, you know, all right, I'm going, I'm going anywhere. I'm going back to the gym. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a couple months, you're feeling better. You're, you're starting to sh- lose some weight. You're starting to like, and, and your happiness muscle works the same. It is not going to be, like I said, you don't wake up the next day with abs. You don't wake right. up the next day happy and content just because you started to implement these practices. Mm-hmm. But it takes time and it takes the implementation of this and the practices that bring you joy and fulfill you. And they can be really big, but they can be the smallest of the small. Mm -hmm. And you do that smallest of the small every single day for a month, a year. And Mm -hmm. it's like some, somewhere in there, your life has totally shifted and your perspective has totally shifted. So I fully believe that habit, how do I say always this is like my tagline and I always say it wrong happy healthy habits too many h (laughs) yes right but it's like alliteration which I love um happy healthy habits building those into your day is like one of the most important things that you could possibly start doing right now and this can be as simple as writing the three things you are grateful for at the end Mm. of the day Mm. or starting to practice some meditation into your day even it's just five minutes of just like brain shut up brain shut Mm. up I'm gonna Mm. breathe and brain shut up like Mm. start there and work your way up or if or maybe it's just waking up in the morning and sitting outside with your cup of coffee and just listening to the birds and closing your eyes it doesn't have to be all this like spiritual yogi like meditation right right and the I think the other thing that I would say is one of the key things that I think I work with my clients on and really is the foundation of changing the way you're seeing the world and you're taking things in is like mindset mm. working on the habits and mindset are if you, if you work on those and are able to shift those and it's not always easy to do yourself which is why I hire coaches and which is why I'm a coach because I right. fully and heavily believe in this process but um if you truly are able to incorporate those in your life and shift your mindsets and they become your everyday practice. I truly believe that you'll be happy. And it has nothing to do with that job you want or mm, that, you know, bag you want <laughs> or the love of your life that you're waiting for. Or, you know, it's like it's it's all about celebrating today. Mm, and, mm. and and like I said, it's a muscle. So so it's going to take hard work and time to like get used to these habits and get used to working your brain and your happiness muscle quote unquote in a different Mm. way yeah that's so funny that you mentioned that I mean I completely agree when I remember when I was in the corporate world it was very much 
I didn't realize it at the time, but I was very much focused on all these material things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to work for the financial sector. So probably there it was even more so than, you know, in some other industries. I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. But then for me personally, the moment that shifted for me, as, as you said, was the moment that I started practicing gratitude every mm-hmm. single morning and mm-hmm. evening. And as you said, I would think, you know, in the morning, I would think of three things that I am grateful for in general. You know, it could be as simple as good night's sleep, or mm-hmm. it could be as simple as beautiful sunrise, or, mm-hmm. it could, you know, just simple things. And then in the evening is again, before I go to bed, I think of three things that I'm grateful for that happened that day. It could be I don't know, cuddle time with the kids. It could be a really good conversation with the client. It could be inspiring moms in a talk. It could be, you know, just just simple things that mm-hmm. we that I feel we take very much for granted. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, and it's so, interesting about gratitude because the science behind practicing it is fully there to support that mm-hmm. it truly changes who you are and the way you see things and it it can actually rewire your brain to focus on more positive the positive things in your life the Mm. things you're grateful for because again it's one of those things if you practice it on the daily your Mm. brain starts to be more rewired to focus more on the things that you are grateful for so your your synapses are firing in that direction of gratitude 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 and your brain is developing that habit just like you do and it is firing more often and and quicker and into the area of the brain where you're you're feeling gratitude having the emotion of gratitude and seeing a more positive perspective on things like you're you can literally rewire your brain to focus more on the positive mm. So it's a beautiful thing. It's not only just a spiritual practice, but I, you know, I'm like the, I'm like the biggest woo woo and also like, give me the science. (laughs) Like I love both things like equally because I love things to be backed up by the psychology of it. And um, yeah, it's amazing to me. Like the studies I have read where it's like, wow, like their brains are doing something totally different now that they've been practicing this Mm. for 30 days or whatever it is. Yeah. But, you know, another thing that, that um, has helped me enormously in this journey is also s- the simple fact just to recognize that sometimes, you know, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things are not going to go according to my plan. And just to be totally okay with that. You know, sometimes we're just so focused on our plan or, or mm-hmm. what we expect or what we want that we are fighting it so hard when it's not going our way instead of just you know acknowledging it and see okay how can I you know reshift what what do I have to do and I feel that this is an aspect of motherhood Mm -hmm. that again not a lot of moms share unfortunately yeah Um, absolutely because we are you know we as a as a as a group mom moms as a group we are extremely judgmental Mm-hmm. unfortunately and um but why i guess i guess that's why you know in a way we are so i wouldn't call it scared but just mm-hmm. um we're not as open about all this mm-hmm. 
uh, or we, you know, we kind of, we do keep it real, but we keep it to ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. do you also feel that way or? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're, I mean, like I said before, like we're so, and this isn't just moms, like society is so quick to want to hide flaws Mm. and, and keep, you know, it's like guys and girls, but especially with like men, it's like, don't show emotion, like don't Mm. be erratic, don't show, like don't show it in the workplace, God forbid, if a woman cries at her desk, like, oh my God, God, you know, it's like, we're so prone to believe that emotion is weakness. Mm. And I truly believe that it is the exact opposite. And like, if you're in tune with who you are and how you feel, you can change the world with that philosophy. Mm. And I, and I, I hate that, you know, it's like the same thing with like moms. It's like when you're pregnant or when you're, you know, dealing with, hormones or it's like it's like everyone always wants to just like chalk up that like that emotion Mm. it's still like a weakness like oh gosh she's hormonal like we joke about it as a society but it's like gosh like there's a reason our bodies go through these crazy fluctuations and it's Mm. like maybe it's to connect more with ourselves during this time period and um you know god forbid that you have stress and show Mm. it to another Mm. mom or you 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 know you talk about postpartum like people look at postpartum like it's like this shameful thing and it's like and it's like number one it's so common and it's and it's very very prevalent amongst moms Mm. but it's Mm. also like I would argue that like a lot of moms go through a ginormous period of mourning and struggle in the beginning because like I said, it's like such an abrupt change. It's like, Mm -hmm. how can you not have some sort of like kind of trauma attached Mm -hmm. to like this like whirlwind of incredible shift in your life all at once? Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you go through this nine months, but it's not like your life changes. Sure. You have to like, you know, kind of, get used to carrying weight and you know the bladder and like all these physical changes but like your life doesn't change your like independence doesn't change and then all of a sudden it's like bam like Mm -hmm. two days in a hospital and they're like see ya and it's like all the support including your doctor support like what is this like one six week checkup and then bye like it's like are you kidding me like there's so much more going on especially within that first year that like Mm -hmm. moms need support with Mm -hmm. and it's like we should be encouraging moms to have support and be supported. And like the medical field does not do this justice. And like our mental health field does not do this justice. Mm -hmm. Like, like there, it's a beautiful thing to need support. Like we're, we're community creatures. Like we should be seeking each other's help and, and leaning on each other and admit when we're weak so that others can help us rise. Like there's nothing shameful or wrong about that. And, um, I just feel I feel so passionate about that. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I, obviously, you know, before I had kids, I never really thought about it. Yeah. Um, but but I'm just realizing it more and more with each month, with each year, you know, that goes by, and and I am also very passionate about it, and and I think that uh, as we said in the beginning, I feel like you know we as moms should support each other. We as moms yeah. should be there for another for uh, one another just to you know, even if you just kind of want to vent or you want to 
you know, talk about your frustration or talk about and, and not feeling that you're being judged or that you're mm-hmm. being looked as you're some weirdo that, you know, how can you not be happy 24 hours a day, you know, type right. of thing. Right. It's like we're <laughs> supposed to just like, it's it's like we're supposed to believe that like if you love your children, then you shouldn't like have a moment of like frustration or stress or like, but it's like, they're not like separate entities. Like I'm a human being and I can love, like, it's like, like imagine saying that about your like husband or like your Mm. like best friend or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, I love this person, but I, they're not perfect and neither am I. And it's like, we're not, we live together in this space and it, we're, we're having communication issues because they don't speak. And it's, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you treat it like any other relationship, relationship it's like of course there's gonna be like issues of course there's gonna be like learning curves of course Mm -hmm. there's gonna be like you know little these little beings they're they're learning too so it's like of course they're gonna make mistakes and have ups and downs just like us all and it's Mm -hmm. like I always I feel like it's like the opposite of what they're telling us like we're supposed to teach them we're supposed to teach them we're supposed no like I think it's the other way around oh they're so here to teach us and like you said you learn so much in like that time period of you being a mom about yourself it's like oh yeah you you're getting reflected back all the things that you need to work on like I'm I'm learning so much about being present and and Mm. the simple joys in life and how important and how much I was lacking laughter like oh my god Mm. Huck makes me laugh like nobody has in years and it's like it's like that's that they're here to teach us like we Mm. don't know better them they're here to teach us and it, I and agree. I think the more we switch that philosophy the better we as a collective society of moms will be agree agree and it's so funny I think the most important thing that you can really give your child you know when you're with them and when you do something with them to give them that full hundred percent attention you know, not be distracted I mean, by... I that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I know. Like, let's, let's record another episode. <laughs> yeah, right? I'll, I could talk about that because I, it's something I struggle with too because we're so prone to uh, I know. Our, I... our electronics and, and like we can't, our kids can't be bored. We can't be bored. Like everybody's in this like terrible rut of like, what, you know, and I hate to say like, remember the good old days? Like I know I sound like 75 when I say that, but like, man, I... I was outside playing and using my imagination and sledding and making up stories. And like, I never thought once about running inside to watch TV or play, you know, it was like. Well, I grew up in Bulgaria. We didn't even have a TV until five o'clock in the evening. So, you know. (laughs) There you go. See, like, it's not something that's even on your radar. So like, we, yeah, it's so important to reflect on that. And like, I worry that our kids will never know a life without it. So it's like, we have to instill like how important that separation is like they're mm. great tools like cell phones are great tools this laptop I'm speaking on is a wonderful tool but it's not it is not the only way to learn things communicate and um, entertain ourselves I agree I agree completely but I know that you're a busy mom running a business and all kinds of things podcasts mm-hmm. and so on and so forth so I have one last question what would be your number one advice to anyone that is looking for happiness? Where, I mean, I know you kind of touched upon it, but, you know, 
what would be your advice? So I'm a big, to make it like a basic, like, here's something you can go out and do right now. I'm a big uh, believer in personal development. And mm -hmm. so I would say, like, go out and buy a book that's going to, like, help support you in your want and need to grow and be happier because mm -hmm. and because it comes down to like what's going on with you it's not what it's not the outside it's not your success in life it's not like quote unquote like the things you've accomplished it like it has everything to do with what's going on inside of you so like you need to start there and like I read all the time I love like you said I'm sitting on my porch like that's my morning mm -hmm. routine I love reading books that just like inspire me and bring out things and make me think about things in a different way about myself about the world about right, you know right. my yeah. place in it and like so I would say like go out like there's a million books out there now and I I've I love so many of them um mm. you know you are a badass by Jensen Sincero Rachel Hollis is super popular and her, oh, I yeah. haven't read I'm her reading books. one of her names at the moment uh, one of her books at the moment <laughs> yeah I haven't read her but I hear she's amazing so she's on my list you know yes. uh I'm right now I'm reading light is the new black which has like blown mm. my mind a million times over uh four agreements is one of my go-to's I am oh yeah I love that, that. yeah Yeah, um, anything by Eckhart Tolle, you'll you'll start seeing the world so differently when you read him. Listen mm. to listen to Oprah's podcast. Listen to oh. podcasts that are a person's development based. I mean, I you know I'll plug Glassful of Soul. We love that kind of stuff. But man, do I love listening to like life coaches that have podcasts and different podcasts that like talk about the shit that I want to like just oh it just like it gets you going and it's like mm. I it, it it's the only thing that gets me through car rides because I hate driving and it's like <laughs> oh well this is my like just time for Huck sits in the back he's quiet and it's just like personal development like yeah it's like fill me up fill my soul up and right, there's right. so much stuff out there so maybe just start digging you know because mm -hmm. that's truly what and it's funny I say this now and I'm like laughing to myself as I sit at my mom's house um my mom <laughs> loved to push personal development well they were I think they were still referred to as self-help books back then okay. and she gave me all these books when I was like a teenager and I never read a single one I'm like mom you don't know what you're talking about and it's like hi I'm my mom now um, <laughs> but it's like she knew she knew exactly what I needed and if I had stopped like self-sabotaging and just accepted mm. help for once um mm. as a teenager I was so stubborn but it's like I yeah, think we like whoo that mm -hmm. she really knew what she was talking about and now I'm I'm preaching it too so yeah. well eventually you got there so that's the important part yes yes <laughs> but um, Kate thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience and your knowledge it's yeah. um, greatly appreciated and I love having you on the podcast and yeah, hopefully so we can yeah and hopefully we can do another one sometime in the future i think we yeah, have a I lot of um common topics that we can discuss and that we are both passionate about oh yeah for sure so that would be that would be awesome and to our audience thank you so much for listening and make sure that you check out kate's webpage. it's activelyhappycoaching.com and make sure you follow her on instagram it's actively.happy and um also make sure that you check out her 
podcast Glass Full of Soul for a lot of inspiring and interesting topics. And remember that only when we stop searching for happiness and focus on the right things, we can actually find true happiness. Or, yeah. you know, this is this is kind of my my seeing of, of happiness. But thank you so much for being here, Katie. It's much thank appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. It truly means the world to me. I would love to connect with as many of you as possible. So let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Slowolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration. If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way, the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week. Mm-hmm.